titles for Christ, uh, striking titles for Christ that we find in our Christmas hymns, but they're titles that come from uh, God's word. Uh, The first title was Desire of Nations, and then Son of Righteousness, and now Infant Redeemer. Uh, This morning, let us consider what Scripture teaches us about Christ our Redeemer. You know, for our Christmas joy springs from God's gracious promise of Christ our Redeemer. And so the question then is, how can we know that Christmas joy, God's gracious joy at Christmas? And here, just this one verse, Ephesians 1 verse 7. Uh, Three truths, uh, redemption, and then there's the relationship, and finally, riches. It begins with the the gracious redemption in Christ. Now here again, just that opening phrase, in him we have redemption through his blood. It's hard to pull just one verse out of this opening chapter of Ephesians, Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 14 um, actually is one sentence in the original Greek language, uh, one glorious hymn of praise uh, to our triune God, and you can see the praise to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But here Ephesians 1 7 starts off by saying, in him, or are some translations in whom? You know, it's referring back to verse 6. He has blessed us in the beloved. You know, here, Scripture is calling Christ the beloved. You know, so in the beloved, we have redemption through his blood. Christ is that beloved son of God. And we are blessed in Christ. And as you follow it through here in Ephesians, we're chosen in Christ. In Christ, uh, we are predestined for adoption as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. And why uh, does God do all of this? It's to the praise of his glorious grace. You know, but that word redemption, and not a word we use in uh, everyday language, Let me give you a a few ways of thinking about it scripturally. You know, go back uh, to Israel's painful bondage as slaves in Egypt. Uh, That heartache, you know, miserable captivity. Uh, Or consider again Jonah in the belly of the fish. Or or God's people when they were in exile in, in Babylon. And here God gives a a gracious promise of redemption uh, to his enslaved people. You get a hint of it in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. You know, God to Moses, Exodus 6, verse 6, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will deliver you from slavery to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. You know, so so with redemption, you know, we're thinking not only of our bondage and our captivity to sin, you know, 
but of God's gracious deliverance, liberation. Now, Sinclair Ferguson put it this way, our bondage, not in Egypt, not to Pharaoh, but to Satan, to sin, and to death. You know, this is a word for us. You know, we're, we're a people who need God's redemption in Christ. And only Christ can lovingly liberate us from the painful chains of our sin. You know, we cannot save ourselves. We cannot liberate ourselves. So that's the first part of redemption. But the second part is that that Christ does free us uh, from that bondage of sin. But it's a costly price. Again, one Bible scholar put it this way, deliverance as a result of the payment of a ransom, emancipation from the curse, guilt, power, and punishment of sin. You know, that, that's what we are celebrating at Christmas, you know, that gracious redemption in Christ. You know, look again at Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption. It's a present possession. It's not, okay, one day we'll be redeemed. No, in him we have redemption. And how do we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt? Look again, through his blood. We think back again to the Exodus, to that blood from the Paschal Lamb that was sprinkled on the door frames, the lintels of the the houses, so that death angel would pass over. We think even more of the price that was paid for our redemption in Christ's death for our sins at the cross. Matthew Henry said the guilt and stain of sin could be no otherwise removed than by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9 verse 12 puts it this way. He, that is Christ, entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. One more hymn. You know, if uh, you're looking for uh, devotional guidance along with reading the scriptures that were highlighted, uh, you know, look at the Christmas hymns. Um, many that uh, we do not sing, another one for us to learn one year. Uh, I, I won't spring it on the worship team all in one fell swoop, but uh, 199. See amid the winter snow. You know, here just one verse. See amid the winter snow born for us on earth below. See the tender lamb appears, promised from eternal years. Hail, thou ever blessed morn. Hail, redemption's happy dawn. Sing through all Jerusalem. Christ is born in Bethlehem. You know, that, that's what we are hailing, what we're celebrating. Hail redemption's happy dawn. It started there in Bethlehem. 
Now, at Christmas, we celebrate Christ in the manger. You know, but a humble Christ as a babe in a cradle points us ahead to Christ on the cross. We cannot ever separate those two gospel truths. It's a glad, a glorious, a a gracious redemption in Christ. So it begins with redemption. But look next, Ephesians 1, verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. You know, there there is a glorious relationship, a gracious relationship that we can enjoy now, you know, by grace through faith in Christ. You know, trespasses, you know, there's a different word for sin. You know, and what is scripture referring to here with trespasses? You know, it's the idea that, that we stumble and we fall headlong into the miserable pit of sin. Maybe not always intentionally forethought, you know, but but we're in that pit of sin. You know, we're at the bottom of the well and there's no way out, you know, in our own strength. You know, we are those covenant breakers. We are those hard-hearted rebels. It's a deliberate and a depraved obedience. And so we see here the pain and problem of sin. We're born to sin. We choose to sin. You know, unless we think, well, trespasses, that's not so bad. You know, sort of like sneaking onto private property. If no one catches me, I guess it's okay. But look at what is mentioned next. Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. That's our spiritual condition without Christ. We are dead, spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins. But Ephesians 1 verse 7 tells us in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Now we've been released from captivity. There's been a, a gracious cancellation of an unpaid debt, a debt that we could never pay. You know, it's Christ who has delivered, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Romans 4, verse 25. Each Lord's Day at communion, we, we hear these truths from Matthew. Matthew 26, verse 28. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. A gracious relationship with Christ. One more Christmas hymn that we, we will learn one day. Maybe in heaven, but uh, on Christmas night, all Christians sing. It's uh, 227 in our Trinity hymnal. And the second verse goes as follows. Then why should men on earth be sad since our Redeemer made us glad? Then why on earth should men be sad since our Redeemer made us glad when from our sin he set us free for all 
all for to gain our liberty. You know, a, a gracious relationship with Christ. You know, that, 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 that's a gracious joy. You know, and it's God who took that loving first step in sending us his son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he has reconciled us to himself. He has restored that relationship. You know, and it gives us great hope. You know, that at Christmas uh, we can rejoice that God can restore any relationship. Fractured families, marriages heading for separation and divorce courts, prodigal children. You know, he's the one um, who brings us into that gracious relationship for our good, for his glory and praise. So a gracious redemption in Christ, a gracious relationship with Christ, and finally gracious riches from Christ. Here Ephesians 1 verse 7 again. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. You know, so here beyond any doubt or anxiety in our hearts, you know, you know, is this so? You know, can I as a, uh, you know, a horrible sinner, you know, can I come before a holy God? And here the answer in Ephesians 1 verse 7 is yes. According to the riches of his grace. You know, I'm so thankful uh, that they included that, that word Riches, you know, and even that word, um, well, to give you a better idea, it's the idea of abundant riches, a a bottomless spring of riches. You know, think of a Fort Knox of God's grace, a Niagara Falls of God's grace, you know, just pouring out upon us. You know, grace. You know, we should not be or let us always be rejoicing at Christmas because of God's grace, God's unmerited favor to us, the undeserving. You know, God the Father lovingly sent, you know, God the Son to become flesh, to be born in a humble manger, to live a life of perfect obedience to sacrificially die for our sins on the cross, to be raised again on the third day, to ascend into heaven, and even now he sits upon the throne in glory, ruling and reigning over us, but one day he's coming again to carry his beloved and blood-bought children home. You know, he is our redeemer, our our savior. You know, that that word grace saturates uh, this epistle to the church at Ephesus. I'll give you one more example, Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Now that's what we, gives us cause for rejoicing, 
not, not only at Christmas, not only on uh, the Lord's Day, but, but every day of our lives. Now, I know this Christmas, you know, will be hard for many. You know, family, home, and glory. Uh, prodigal children. Financial struggles. Anxieties, fears. And what gives us Christmas joy? It's that gracious joy, the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. Let me illustrate in a quick application. Uh, This past Thursday night, our our Hope Church family uh, again handed out free cookies, hot chocolate, Christian literature at the Opelousas Christmas Children's Parade. A little bit different this year, usually... Uh, We host it because the parade goes right down Main Street. Well, this year uh, they changed the parade route so that it was going uh, east to west uh, on 190. Uh, But the St. Landry Bank uh, gave us permission to set up a tent and uh, shop there right in front of the bank. So uh, a prime spot. Um, But even then, um, put up a, a wonderful banner, too, as well. But as in past years, so we go out into the crowds, we sought to compel the crowds to come in, uh, personally invited to come, and we have a simple flyer like this uh, that we hand out one side, just has some of the information about uh, Hope Presbyterian Church, but on the other side is the Christmas story, that account from Luke 2. Um, so we, we hand out the, uh, the flyers, we invite the people to come, and uh, this year something uh, unusual happened. Uh, we figured it out, one couple, Jason, invited them to come, uh, older man, I believe his wife, and so they came up to our tent and they'd say, we, we'd like some free hot chocolate and cookies. And then they said, well, here's our ticket, you know, and they had the flyer in their hand. And uh, we sort of smiled a a little bit. And, of course, our ladies gladly handed them some free hot chocolate and cookies. And then they said, well, you you can keep your ticket, you know, the Christmas story there. And uh, so we retold that story with a warm smile on, on their faces on our faces, and, uh, you know, I thought about it for for a while afterwards, and I was thinking, or if I'd only been thinking, that's what my dad always said. You had to hit yourself in the head when you said it. If I'd only been thinking, we should have said, you don't need a ticket for these free refreshments. And then to take it a step further, you don't need a ticket to get into heaven. We could have quoted Ephesians 1, verse 7. You know, grace is a free gift to us. You know, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And so this morning, um, let me close. Let me ask each one of you here this morning, um, 
Do you know God's gospel joy in Christ? That joy of forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace in Christ. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your gracious gift, your free gift of salvation in Christ. It didn't cost us anything, Lord, but it cost you everything. In the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, humbly becoming flesh, fully obedient to the law, humbly laying down his life. Father, there at the cross of Calvary on trumped-up charges, false charges, and yet uh, Jesus, as the Son of God, Savior of sinners, Lord, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, Father, went to the cross fully paid the debt penalty for our sins, fully bore every last sin of ours on the cross. And Lord, in Christ, Father, we can know that we are your redeemed children, your blood-bought children. And in Christ, we are those beloved ones. And when you look at us now, Father, you don't see our trespasses and sins, our heinous, hateful, hurtful sins, Lord. But you see uh, the righteousness of Christ. Father, may that give us joy, not only today, And on these days before Christmas, but each and every day of our lives, Father, until Christ comes. And be pleased to use us, Lord God, to share that gracious good news of the gospel with the hurting world around us. And we ask this all in Jesus' name.